Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Now with Freeing of Prisoners. There is something. Yeah. Episode 23. Hope everyone is ready for its all scrub. Yep. Yes. Exfoliation. <laughs> the one where we exfoliate. So this, oh, are we going to call this like Mission Exfoliate? <laughs> Op- Operation exfoliate. Exfoliation. Oh my gosh. Exfoliate. Do y'all remember when malls were a thing and there were always those kiosks that were selling like the salt scrub? Miracle the Dead Sea Salt. Scrub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got suckered in a few times because, you know. It worked. It, it was not worth work. the price, but it works. Fair enough. <laughs> I have no knowledge of these things. I don't know what an exfoliation even does. So takes <laughs> skin all off. the dead skin. Yeah, yep. it just oh. scrubs off dead skin. Mm-hmm. That's hmm. all right. Uh, yeah, when last we left our heroes, the Silver Ravens had spoken to their compatriot Morgar Manthai as well as uh, Laria Longroad, talking about a group of mercenaries, the Mountain Crows, led by one Forvian Crow that had been placed under uh, arrest by trumped-up charges before being shunted off to the Salix Salt Works to basically do hard labor. Mm-hmm. The Salt Works having been claimed by the city after its former operator had been charged, maybe rightfully, in tax evasion. Mm-hmm. We're not entirely sure about that. There's there's definitely yeah. some things that don't add up in this situation. Yeah, I think it was, sure. I think it was breezed over slightly uh, during your discussion, but the guy uh, resisted arrest and was killed. So now we'll never know. How convenient. And then the uh, facility was put under the command, as you learned uh, subsequently through some investigations, of a mercenary group mostly comprised of members of the Chelish Citizens Group. And... Mm-hmm. A dwarf rocking Asmodean holy symbols. Yeah, and an Asmodean dwarf. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. It seems likely. So, yeah, you guys had planned on how to uh, infiltrate the facility, having sent in both the Fushi sisters as well as Morgar's Madcats to investigate the location. You had received a map from the Fushi sisters detailing the layout of the structure. And from Morgar, he had broken down the back gate, providing you a potential means by which to access Excellent. The inside mm-hmm. of the structure without having to use the front door. Now you're finally getting into that, like, oh, wait, you know, we are backed up by a wider organization of people yeah. that can actually do things to actively help us. Yeah, it's yeah, like, pretty sweet. I like it. Stuff. I quite enjoy it. So remember he said that they actually, since they didn't have time to repair it, they just put some ropes around it and went, eh, good enough. Yeah, that'll be fine. For now. Excellent. Famous last words. Although probably not last words because we're trying not to kill anybody. We're going to try. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, at least get the E for effort, right? I That's not how that if, works. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think they passed those out, actually. They didn't start stabbing until they got caught. <laughs> you had made your way out through the city streets, navigating your way to the through the salt gate, through the salt market, to eventually arrive at Selix Saltworks. As we had left off, you were making your way up to the street. The distant sound of the goals over the river and the the ocean, the bay beyond. The sun setting in the far distance, painting everything in brilliant shades of blue and orange and purple. When Morgar <coughs> said the back door, does he mean the little side gate or did he mean no, the, the big gate? No, the loading no, dock. He, he said he spooched gate. the horses so that they kicked the gate open. Well, I mean, that's a gate too, so I well, mean... But you wouldn't put up horses to that. Approaching towards the structure... Selix is a squat building, sitting darkly on a slight raise, a hill, with a cobblestone path leading down to a very small dock 
nearby. Large enough only for a single, you'd say maybe one-masted sailing ship. The structure is quiet as you make your approach. There are almost no windows in the building. Not in a traditional sense. There are what appear to be smaller windows higher up, where it'd be along the ceiling. So much so that if you were inside, it'd be kind of akin to being in the basement of a building, where there's just thin slitted windows along the upper portion of the walls. Yeah, they're just hmm. there for light. As you approach the structure, you find it quiet, like a squat stone sentinel sitting upon the hill. Smoke rises from three plumes, from three different points of a large circular, almost silo-like protrusion that the rest of the squat building is built off of, which you believe should be the salt pit. All right. Nicolo, I guess, draws out his dagger so we can cut open some ropes. I was going to say, we do that very suspicious thing of looking around to see if anybody notices us before we, like, pull, pull daggers, don our uh, masks and gaiters and whatever else you got. Okay, maybe Lucia suspiciously looks around <laughs> and does that. The rest of us no, are going to No, no, no. Lucia's doing that thing it. where she looks like she's walking, like, in front of you guys. Like, she's got her, her uh, hands on the back of her head, just, like, relaxing, walking backwards, but she's looking around for everything. Okay. See if anybody Put the notices word subtle us. in there. <laughs> Subtly. I just thought Jordan was following stage directions. Like in the mm. stage play, you always want people to know that you're being suspicious. <laughs> yes, she's too used to overacting. <laughs> we're we're going to have to break you with that real quick. We do all subtly check to make sure no one's watching. <laughs> Lucia went to the William Shatner School of Acting. <laughs> Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Oh, God. Are you approaching the... The front, the side, you're currently facing the front of the structure as you begin to make your way up the path. Mm. Mm. So we'll go around to the back. As long as it doesn't look like there's anybody there. Sneaking. You walk up the steps, make your way up the, uh, the path that leads up to the front of the structure. A few plump birds stare at you from the eaves of the structure as you make your way around to the side. And distantly, you can hear the repetitive, almost mechanical sound of a dog barking. Not as it, it sounds like a mechanical dog, more in a constant repetitious sound. Mm. Also, there's a cyborg dog. <laughs> you, I want to find this dog. K9, is that you? You circle around the side of the building where the silo is and then see the work yard. From here, you can see through a thin gate, really large enough only for a single person to enter through. And even that person would need to almost turn sideways as the gate's no more than about two feet wide. Hmm. Leading between the main building and a smaller secondary building that you were informed of was previously sleeping quarters for workers and now has been turned into a barracks. Circling past this, you reach the far side where you can see the covered work area. Again, there's a wooden slate roofing built over the top of it that seems to have been a relatively new addition, but obviously not built in the last couple of weeks, but built in the last couple of years. That covers the top portion of this structure and keeps anyone there directly out of sunlight. It also does a great job of connecting to the supports to keep anyone there trapped inside of this workyard. The iron bars that surround the outside of the far end of this in the loading area, as it were, seem to have recently been bent. Badly, judging by whatever has crashed into them with enough force to bend the bars back. Nice. Not so much that they couldn't be bent back into shape, mm. although obviously not in the short time here. It would appear that someone has taken the time to wrap these in rope. Trouble wrapped, but a simple hemp rope, nothing fancy. Just enough to keep them closed. 
And judging by the fact that you can't see anything of value in the back portion of the structure, you suppose that works. Morgard does good work. Do we want to maybe, like, uh, lock that barracks door so that anybody sleeping in there doesn't come out? I thought we were just going to go in and knock them out. Okay. And then steal all their stuff. Locking the door is not how you get loot. Well, I guess well, I, I some of us are we... depending on this loot to make rent this week. If we lock the door from the outside, unless we have a bolt, they're just going to unlock it from the inside to leave. Oh yeah, well, good point. I meant yeah, more yeah. like block it or <laughs> somehow. But we can also go in and knock them in the brain. That's fine. <laughs> Who doesn't need light? All of us need light except for Niccolo. Oh. Yeah, me, Niccolo. Because that light's going to be a problem. Yeah. If you want me to go in first and knock out the sleepers, I can do that. Well. They may not be asleep yet. I may be putting a lot of, you know, pressure on you, because uh, what if they wake up? Well, they may not all be asleep. It's not even, I mean, it's barely dark. Eh, I mean, if they're working 12-hour shifts, I know I would like to sleep, but that's true. We don't really know. depends on when the shift changes, I guess. I guess I'll uh, cast light on Adria, or not on Adria, on, I don't know, Lucia's necklace or something. Great. Glow like a candle. Everybody witness me. All right. Well, you tend to run in there first, so... I mean, you're not wrong. Nicolo grabs his silver knife and holds it out. I'll start cutting. So Nicolo's making his way forward to cut through that. I believe you said Lucia's mm-hmm. accompanying him? Yeah, I guess, because I'll be the second person through the opening. Well, I thought we were and sending him in because he doesn't need the light. I thought we were sending him up in the in the darkness to cut the rope, and then once the rope is cut... Oh, is that what you want to do? Him. Yeah, in that case, I'll pull back so that my light's not mm-hmm. super so obvious. I'm probably just going alone at this point. Yeah, we're all hiding around the corner, essentially. Hide around the corner, yeah. Okay. And then once it's ready for us to all go in, then we can all go in. Okay. Niccolo, you make your way forward. I'm going to assume you want me to go ahead and uh, roll that cell check for you. Please do. Niccolo, you slip up to the bars in silence. Look over these. Look over the impressive amount of damage to this. Flip your silver dagger around. The uh, the moonlight glinting off the blade of your uh, your weapon. I wish it wouldn't, but... <laughs> Lean down and begin to saw, saw, saw. Uh, there's no check requiring. It just takes some time for you to saw through this rope. Drop it off towards the side. At which point you can choose to push open the gate. I'll go ahead and push it open. Very well. Quietly. No, I'm going to kick it open. Well, you know, it might squeak. So you have to do that thing where you, like, test to see if it squeaks. Yeah. The gate groans somewhat. As you push, you do so very quietly. I imagine probably sliding the dagger away, grabbing the gate with both hands, kind of lifting to keep it up Mm. somewhat as you push it open. You push it to about a foot and a half wide before the bent gate meets resistance down on the ground. Hmm. You can keep shoving to push it through the gravel if you so wish. A foot and a half is probably enough for us to get through, right? It will still require an acrobatics. Okay. Hey, I have acrobatics. How's everybody's acrobatics? I'm trained in that. I'm trained in that. I mean, I'm trained in that. I'm a cat. Eight, so I'm not super worried about me. Well, yeah. The yeah, whole time just... you're carrying on this conversation, Raven's just hopping back and forth between the bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something a cat would do. Yeah, no, it, it was just more a question of, you know, if I don't push it open any further, would anybody be, would anybody be left behind? But it doesn't seem that that's the case. So uh, Nicola shrugs and just sort of waves people over. All right, we go. Stealthy like. All right. But I had too many calzones before I came here. You had multiple calzones? <laughs> yeah, I had like five. I was very hungry. No, I shouldn't have had that final garlic knot. 
Mm. I will let everyone behind the screen a little bit for this. In essence, you'll be doing an acrobatics check. This is a check based to squeeze. Squeeze mm. is normally a trained only check. However, the DC for this is actually untrained. It's a DC 10 to get through. Sweet. Okay. And as such, I will allow you to make that because again, it's you're not squeezing to try to contort yourself through a very small space. In this case, a, through a space so small you can barely fit. This is to see whether or not you can squeeze yourself through without disturbing the gate or the gravel. Mm, okay. I suppose go ahead and uh, Nicola, I believe you're going in first, followed by mm. Lucia, followed by, I think Adria is usually in the middle. Yep. Then Vittoria and Cesare. Mm -hmm. So go All ahead right. and give me an acrobatics check from the party. It's not bad. I rolled well. I rolled very well. I right. rolled average. Nicola? I rolled a 13 for an 18. Lucia? I rolled a 19 for a 27. <laughs> Adria? I rolled 12 for a 18. Victoria? I rolled a 10 for a 15. And Chesra? I rolled a 6 for an 8. Nah. Oh! <laughs> Very well. You all step through, lively. Chesra pulling up the rear. Chesra, you turn and get your lithe elven form through with a little issue until there's a soft screak and gravel sound as you look back to see your tailcoat caught on one of the bent <laughs> edges of the gate. How dare you dress fancy? <laughs> Reach down. Nope. Wiggle that. Coats. Finally, you're just kind of forced to like rip free that section to leave a, a little bit of fine fabric dangling on the end it's of that. It's a good thing my boyfriend's a tailor. Right? <laughs> Adrian walks over and pulls the fabric off of the gate. I can't leave so, this. So I need to real quick make the perception checks for the guys mm. inside because you've been going against their perception DC up until this point. Yeah. But now I need to see if they actively hear something outside. Uh-oh. I suppose all of you sit in silence for a couple of moments. Nothing seems to happen. Niccolo nods, points toward the door, and starts creeping closer. The door to the barracks, just to clarify. Yep, Lucia will draw her whip, because uh, that's a non-lethal weapon. Nice. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, I'll go in and draw my sap, too. That's a good idea. I'm just gonna punch folks. Unfortunately, whips are very loud, so... I mean, we're in a different building. Hopefully it won't be that loud. Are they mechanically loud? Technically, game mechanic-wise, no. Then it's just the normal sound of combat. They're not any louder than any other. Yeah, weapon. no, I just, I mean, like, like a whip crack is very, like, distinctive. Yeah. It could be a tree, you know, getting manhandled by the wind. I don't know. It's the sound of it, it breaking the sound barrier. It could be the sound of a drover nearby driving his carriage. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's fair. That may not be that uncommon. Who knows? You're in a city right now. Whip crack sounds aren't that too uncommon. That's yeah. true. Yep. You... Slink your way forward. Go ahead and get a or stealth check from everyone again. Niccolo taking the lead, hearing the soft crunch crunch sound of the rest of your compatriots on the gravel behind you. You step up to the door. Niccolo, as you reach your hand down towards the door handle. Uh, Niccolo holds up his hand to stop and then tries to gesture to like scatter to either side of the yeah. door. Flank! I scatter. Uh, Lucia's not going to be very stealthy considering I'm in light. Yeah, I mean, the light spell lights up this whole courtyard. Yeah. I'm just hoping the guy doesn't come out, but if he does come out, let's just jump him. Like, but seriously, oh, yeah. though, can you just, like, put a hand over the light? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that mechanically is allowed, but... That's what I'm asking, is, like, is that I'll, a thing? I'll say that you can use a single action and occupy one of your hands to cover the light. Cool. So that hand is currently occupied, but... Just keep okay, that in mind, because so. you don't you don't use anything with your offhand, correct? No, I don't. But I have to have a hand free for some of my abilities. Well, right now we're combat, just hiding. But it's when we get into combat. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be like covering a flashlight with your hand, basically. I mean, if somebody was, like, staring directly at you, they'd probably notice, but, like, yeah. Yeah, your hand's just glowing red right now. (laughs) Niccolo, you lean your head forward next to the door. Strain your ears to listen. Oh, God. Niccolo grips this sap tightly. I mean, at this point, if I start talking to anybody, it's going to be a lot more noticeable if there's somebody directly on the other side of the door, so I'm not going to say anything. The door opens, Ah. flooding light from inside of the room out. As the door opens, Niccolo, you see a figure silhouetted against the light, wearing just a pair of pants, no shirt, (laughs) uh, having just hastily thrown on and not even tied on his boots. Spiffy. Carrying a light mace in one hand and blearily blinking at the tifling in the door. (laughs) Punch. And I'll need initiative for the party. All of you will need to roll stealth for initiative. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I missed is my perception. That's right, my stealth is way higher than my perception. Adria so. is not ready. <laughs> All right, let's get it going. I get to use my surprise attack ability. I haven't actually gotten to do this yet. Ooh. I'm going to go ahead and put them onto two different initiative tracks. Mm. Oh, because there's the other people as well? The ones that are sleeping are taking a minus four penalty on all stealth checks, which applies to initiative also. Yeah. Uh, so, Okay. All right, Adria. Adria rolls a four for a ten. Mm. All right, Lucia. Lucia rolls a nine for a seventeen. Cesare. Uh, Cesare rolls a fifteen for a twenty-one. Vittoria. Vittoria rolled a fourteen for a nineteen. Nicola. Nicola rolled a fifteen for a twenty-two. Hey. All right, combat begins. Nicolo Ita, you have first initiative. <laughs> Sorry, I don't actually <laughs> laugh in character, but Maybe this is... <laughs> Looking Nic- into the room, you can see that uh, this man was obviously on the bottom bunk, on the closest bunk to you. There's another mm. person on the bunk bed atop that, and then two other bunks where you can see sleeping figures as well, down mm. on the bottom bunk. All right, so everyone else is asleep but this one guy? Yes. Sucks to be him. <laughs> he should have stayed asleep. So, yeah, my surprise attack basically means that as long as he hasn't acted yet, he is flat-footed for this entire turn. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this, is gonna, this might be a very quick fight. <laughs> uh, Niklo is going to go ahead and swing with the sap. Whap, whap, whap. Uh, it's not a great start. I roll a 7 for a 14. He's not wearing armor. He's flat-footed. I mean, he's not a wearing 14. armor. Strikes your target. <laughs> He's just wearing pants, I remember? I think so. Yeah, he throws open the door, goes, what? And then the sap comes swinging through the door and cracks into his face. He does the thing where he face. opens it, he looks over Nicolo, who's like ducked low, and then just like comes up with the sap right in the chin. <laughs> uh, so that is a total of nine points of damage. No, sorry, ten points of damage with my nice. Ten points of damage. The man, this is non-lethal? Non-lethal, Yes. Your set flies forward, cracks him in the jaw with bone-shattering force as you see his jaw split and go <gasps> sideways. Oops! The man spins almost pirouettes before crashing to the floor in oh, an unconscious no. heap. Oops! That's technically non-lethal. Technically. <laughs> it's an oops moment. Do I need to stabilize that guy? No, he's fine. It's the Batman definition of non-lethal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a there's a thunderous crack, I guess, when Niccolo hits him, like, you know, in the Arkham games. There is a there is definitely the jolt as he hits the ground, combat ensues, and you just hear the, you know, the what? Like, blurry sounds coming from the rest of the people in the room. Niccolo then takes a step into the room 
Alright, so you take the uh, step action into the room. And we'll use a second strike on the guy on the top bunk, I guess. I mean, <laughs> very well. He's Here's gonna get Nico. some cover, but he's also prone. Yep. <laughs> uh, it is an agile weapon. It's not even All as right. much of a multiple attack penalty. Ugh. You know what? I'm gonna hero point that. We haven't used hero points yet. <laughs> I rolled a three. This, this is this is the first chance we've had to use a hero point this cycle. This might be the best opportunity to use it. Yes. Oh, that's much better. So I roll a 10 uh, for a 13. So there's They're that. They're prone. I mean, yeah, well, it's it's flat-footed, basically. So it yeah, doesn't stack. Yeah. So a 13 will strike your target as you <laughs> leap into the... You crack this guy in the face, leap past him, grab onto the, uh, the edge of the bed frame, just kind of hop up before cracking your sap on top of the guy sleeping on the top bunk. <laughs> Oh god, this poor guy. <laughs> um, this is wild. So I roll a six and a four on my dice. Uh, that's thirteen total non-lethal damage to his dome. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you leap in, leap up. For those of you outside, you just hear this initial crack. Then Nicolo just dives into the room, and then you just hear this quick crack, crack like a quick double <laughs> tap as this guy slumps back unconscious and bloodied onto his pillow. I'm honestly a little worried you gave him a concussion. I think a little might bit. have done this before. <laughs> That's my turn. Nicola just sort of nods appreciatively and starts looking at the next group. Oh my goodness. What an, what an opening volley. Good gracious. That means we pan back to Cesare as Raven digs her claws into your shoulder in preparation of your move. Quick, we're probably missing something cool. <laughs> Do we really have to debase ourselves to such violent behavior? Says the one that was like, I don't do non-lethal, I only murder. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> Cesare steps in, daintily steps over the unconscious figure in front of the door. <laughs> and electrocutes the others to death. I mean, honestly, he has no tolerance for anyone that follows House Thrun or Asmodeus, but y'all want to be nice people, apparently. We're trying to make a good impression on the people, on the folks. I mean, the only thing I have that's non-lethal is my freaking fist, so I guess I'm going to punch hey. this guy. Hey, that's well, totally that works. Wait, are they still, are they all awake now? They're waking now. Oh. Mm -hmm. I roll a 13 for a 19 with my fist. A 19 hits as you step in. This guy starts to stand up. Yeah, Cesare just goes, (laughs) dives forward before swinging out with one incredibly polished black boot before (laughs) kicking him. I'm sure Cesare probably does actually kick him in the face. I mean, I'm not actually going to hit these people. I do three points of... uh, I guess non-lethal damage. But three points of damage is still three points of damage as you kick him solidly in the face. You still have an action remaining. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is second edition. I kick the man again. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. I can kick twice. Might as well. We really have to debase ourselves. Stomp, stomp. (laughs) (laughs) I roll a 16 for an 18. (laughs) Good gracious. We'll hit as the uh, the brawler wizard steps into the room. (laughs) Adrian says again. I, I think he's done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I did four points of damage. Nicolo probably somewhat taken aback by Cesare's proficient with curb stomping as he steps <laughs> in and smashing his foot in this guy's face. I have newfound respect for Cesare now. <laughs> right? Like, wait a second. I want to debase, debase myself to this violent stomp stomp. Raven grabbed onto his shoulder, just riding up and down like she's uh, on some sort of uh, mechanical bull. Victoria Scordato. I suppose I'm going to move into the room to the next guy waking up. I, I imagine Cesare straightens his coat after so the I two kicks. So I will go kicks. to the 
far side of the room. I think the guy I was curb stomping is still awake. Rick didn't put a little X over him. Yeah, the one that uh, you were just hitting is still conscious. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so I'll move in between the two further bunks. I'm going to punch once at uh, the one that uh, Cesare was curb stomping. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I will move to the edge of the two bunk beds, kind of in between the, uh, the two so that I can get two punches. All right. So I shall punch the one that uh, Cesare has been curb stomping first. Very well. So Vittoria rushes in. So that is in... 18 plus 6 is a 24. A 24 is a critical hit as you rush oh, in. Oh! Okay. So just the guy starts stumbling up trying to like crawl off the bottom of the bed before you just run by and smack him in the side of the head. For 5 points of non-lethal damage. You crack him with enough force that his skull impacts in one of the supports for the upper bunk and there's a loud crack that you hope is the support as the man slumps unconscious over the bottom of the bunk. I figure she shakes her hand out and then punches at the other guy. The last guy is just still like, it's still literally within a couple of seconds still trying to rub the sleep out of his eyes. Uh, he's wearing one of those like old timey little uh, white caps. sleeping caps. He's yeah. like, what? Okay, so I rolled an 11 for a 13. A 13 will hit your prone opponent as you rush into the room and launch to the Apparently attack. Apparently we're freaking like ninjas here. I, I only did one point of... Well, they're asleep and they're not wearing him. armor. Yeah, that's that's really helpful. <laughs> that is super helpful right now. We did the right thing with starting with these guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Still a solid hit as you slam into this guy, punching him back. Just a quick rabbit punch to his nose. He's like, what? I'm awake. Uh, from there we go to Lucia. <laughs> Gosh. Um, okay, showtime. So I'll move into the room. So that is 10. Oh my gosh, there's so many people in here. Um, <laughs> 15, 20. Is this square unoccupied? Sweet. Okay. Uh, I will ready my whip and I'm going to whip this last man. <laughs> All right. Good. You rush whip in, bring your good. whip back. Here we reel go. Reel it back and lash out forward. My plus Whoa. one whip to just add insult injury. Yeah, true. It is a magical whip. To justice. be fair, adding insult to injury is the Kalistrin way. Yeah, true. That's fair. Oh, that's fair, yeah, yes. So fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fair. Okay, so I roll a 13, which is a 22 to hit this man. A 22 will critical your target as your whip <laughs> lashes across the distance at him. <laughs> Adrian outside to herself is like, are we the bad guys? No. Oh my gosh. I can't well, believe work. this, y'all. This is wild. This is a wild fight. All right. Uh, so I roll five, so that is ten points of non-lethal damage to them. Your whip cracks across the distance, catches him right on the bridge of his nose, oh. splitting blood down his face as his head rocks back, cracks into the stone wall behind him, and he slumps onto the bed. And I'll go ahead and stop the combat music. Wow! <laughs> Adrian wants to take a second to listen and see if anybody is coming from the other side of the building. We need to gather them up and tie them up and be quick. I'll keep watch. Are any of them bleeding out? Uh, first off, game mechanically speaking, no. Uh, okay. You did non-lethal damage, which means that none of them are at risk of dying. So we don't have to bandage them or anything. They should be fine. Well, we want to set them up, you know, in a corner Well, we want to tie them up. Yeah. I'm just thinking it would, I know that's weird, but might give us brownie points. Like, yeah, they beat us up, but they patched our wounds. It was like <laughs> weird. We I leave them a little note that's like, please reconsider your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we do that. Be like the ravens in their regards. Would you? Maybe you should rethink your life choices. 
What has Thrun done for you? Yeah. Nothing. Got you punched by a bunch yeah, of Yeah, Th- Thrun got you just walloped by the you ravens. You got punched by an elven wizard and went to sleep. You are maybe not cut out for this. That's like, oh man, like they'll never know the story, but this story was rad. This is one for the bard's tale. Tying people up runs off of thievery. Mm. So to escape it is the thievery DC of the individual. I will who keep watch because I am not trained. I'm the only I one that's not trained. Probably be Cesare, yeah. I was wow. gonna say Cesare and Lucia, because mine's a plus five, mine's just Mine's average. a seven with Raven's help. Okay, mine's an eight, so I guess I'll tie them up. We all watch uh, as the as the the uh, the elf is like, oh, we should tie them and begins to make these intricate knots and we're like <laughs> I think he's done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no drag, them, drag them all to a corner, prop them up so they're sitting up back to back, and then just tie them around their yeah, chest just two, and their two, arms. Yeah, bu- just two bundles. Yeah. Tie them to yeah. like one of the bedposts or something. <laughs> yeah, that might work. That way, they, if they do get up, they're kind of stuck. I'll just put them in those last two bunks. And then search their stuff. Yep. Yeah, just make sure there's not any like uh, hidden knives or anything where they could cut the ropes and get out. All right, so real quick round. Lucia, you're restraining them. Adria, yes. what are you doing? If we're tying um, them to the two separate bunks, I guess Lucia has one and I have the other just to make it quicker. Yeah. Okay. I'm keeping watch. And you guys both have rope, correct? Yes. Yes. Victoria? I'm making sure none of them are bleeding out, which I think we did a second ago, and then I'm searching the room. Okay. Nicola? I guess I'll search the room too real quick then. Make it faster. Okay. So uh, I'm just going to assume it's going to take you guys one full minute to retrieve your rope, tie up these people... In the meantime, Vittoria can check over them. Niccolo, searching the room, as is your want. Yep, it appears that there are no personal effects in this room. Hmm. There are, however, hooks set along the far wall that were probably originally used for just coat hooks, uh, which are now being used to actually hang their weapons belts, their armor, etc. So you do find four suits of studded leather armor, four light maces. I don't know if this changes your opinion as uh, Niccolo finds these and looks back over to your compatriots tying them up. You find four mandicles, poor quality. Oh. (laughs) They're already tying them up. It's fine. We we have manacles manacles. for the next Well, there's more to... Yeah, Yeah. there's more to manacle over here. Yeah. Uh, And note that these are uh, base manacles, so they don't actually have the lock on them. They're the ones Mm. that clamp in place and then have the iron pin that holds them in place. Okay. Gotcha. Good to know. And each one of them is wearing a bronze pendant of throne. Pull all that crap off. Yeah, grab that. If you could find a place to sell those, those are worth a little bit of money. But Maybe also finding a place to we sell them. We could use them though to like Infiltrate. impersonate. Yeah, impersonate supporters yeah. of Thrun though. Yeah. It might be worth keeping those. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, what we'll, I'm thinking. It's probably best to leave this stuff just outside for now. Um, so at the very least, if they wake up, they're not going to immediately grab all their gear. <laughs> but it's a lot of stuff to carry yeah, around. Yeah, definitely. Too right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> them to have their stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, out in the uh, the out. The area outside, Adri can easily find uh, like a burlap sack or something to throw these in because there's hey, a lot of them. I mean, they'll all be coated in salt, but that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And feasibly, if you want to throw that outside the gate, you can do so. All right. All right. Next up, same as the first. Only these ones will be awake. True. It will be harder, but they have no backup coming. Nicholas smiles at everyone. <laughs> that was pretty great. Raven says... <laughs> I suddenly feel like we're coming together as a team. I don't yeah. like resorting to physical combat. That was but... some serious Delta Force action right there. Mm. To be fair, Adri would have still gotten her action before they went. But... Oh, I'm going to point out, 
that the reason we got hurt is because somebody's face clothing got caught on a door. <laughs> Resort to physical violence. Oh, that was my fault. We would have had to do it anyway. You weren't going to let me go in there and electrocute them. It's yeah, but true. we could have just let the Marshall folks handle it. You all turn, slip across the way, invigorated by your uh, your amazing success right there as you're just like, wow, mm-hmm. that... This is going so smooth. Don't, no, don't, never don't. say that. You stop it if you We didn't say smooth. that. You said that, GM, so your side should go back. Let the now. universe know. I will go ahead and through. I'll pull back the curtain here a little bit. Oh, no. The five of you slip across the courtyard. The random dice roller, roller rolling three perfect 20s for three of your stealth checks. <laughs> oh, okay. As Adria, Nicolo, and Vittoria float across the field like ghosts. <laughs> I will point out that Cesare's and Lucia's are also in the 20s still as you slip silently across. It's all coming back to me now. What we've learned is Lucia getting arrested suddenly made us way better at sneaking around. Hey, we had to get warmed it's, up. Like, it's been a minute for me since I've done Skullduggery. I don't know about the rest of you. I'm going to remind the group, we are still just level two. Someday we'll mm. level up. Soon they'll never be able to hear us. Mm, yes. All right. Niccolo, first- you reach the door. Can I tell if it's locked? Reaching down, checking the door. There is not even a lock on this door. Oh, right. Excellent. You guess they're somewhat encouraged by the fact that there is a giant iron gate on the courtyard outside to not worry about locking this door. Of course, until a horse comes and knocks it all down. Nicholas yes. smiles. His, yeah. <laughs> his eyes probably glowing slightly. Oh, looks like we have amateurs. Uh, he'll go on ahead and Good. try to open the door. You open the door. The light from Lucia's spell plays in behind you, although your glowing red eyes easily see through the darkness of the chamber beyond. You look into a room, a spacious room, some 25 feet across, almost 50 feet in overall length. The room is mostly empty. You can see that there are uh, shelves that line the surrounding walls full of various storage devices. You see a number of burlap bags ranging in size from one pound to five pound to 10 pound to 30 pound bags. And a variety of different funnels on hooks hanging on the walls to allow someone to hold the bag and a second one to pour them in through the funnel to keep from wasting any of the precious salt. Despite that, the floor here is covered in a thin film of white granulates that have wound their way between the caulking and between the stones covering the floor. Hey, good thing it ain't green, huh? Right. A single unlit lantern hangs next to the door off towards your left-hand side, and you can see a passageway makes its way out of the room off towards the left, which you know from the Fushi sisters' scouting should lead you past the room with, that they're using as a holding cell as well as the furnace room, and then all the way out to the front office. We should check the furnace room, make sure no one's watching that before making our way into the main office. Yeah, sounds like mm. a plan. I thought the main office is where the prisoners were staying. No, the little side. No, this is office. where the she prisoners the front are. office. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the front office. Okay, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. All right. We should, I think we should Let's just go. let the prisoners be until we've cleared this yeah, yeah. place. That dwarf is going to be able to best. see our light. He doesn't need it, right? Ain't that a thing with dwarfs? Well, the humans on guard will need it, so I imagine there'll be a light source. Hmm. Mm, true. Okay. <sighs> Let's go around then. You make your way forward. I almost want to slip a note like under the prisoner door, like, sit tight, we're here to save you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just to confirm real quick, uh, what is the slowest movement speed in this party? I'm 25. I'm 25. 25. Okay. 
I think 25 is the slowest, because actually I think uh, Cesare is faster than all of us. Yeah, I have a 30. Yeah. You all slip your way forward, being as quiet as possible as you begin to approach the turn. Reach the corner. Stepping around the corner, you see two doors off towards your left-hand side, as you anticipated. A wide set of double doors ahead. The double doors ahead don't seem to be of the of a standard nature, and that instead of being set on hinges, they're actually set on pins in the floor and the ceiling. They don't seem to have a handle so much as if someone were to push against them, they would open in either direction, allowing ah. someone to easily push a cart to or from mm. the front and back portion of the structure. Niccolo may be of more interest to you as you round the corner, you see that recent construction has been done and that someone has placed two brackets on either side of the door off towards your left-hand side and placed a single thick piece of wood between them to make a bar holding the door immediately off towards your left in place. Hmm. You have a few seconds to note this. Uh Oh, great. Before the door ahead of you opens. The air fills with the thick, pungent smell of cheap cherry tobacco. Uh-huh. I'm glad I'm wearing it. As a broad-shouldered figure standing at just under four and a half feet. Dang it. Fills the doorway, steps out, and turns to look down the length of the passage towards you. Well, nuts. Ah, oh, nice. He's got a nice beard. Oh, very cool. He squints the distance down towards you through the pipe smoke of the pipe held clenched in his teeth. Well, isn't this a surprise? <laughs> He spits his pipe off towards the side, which sends embers flying in every direction, reaches down towards one side to an impressive-looking mace. Let's get started. Niccolo mutters and starts to run toward him. Uh, Wait, uh, oh, okay. I was hoping not to do a hallway fight, but that's fine. Nope, hallway fight. Up here we go. I was about to say, I don't think he's giving us a choice. And I will need a stealth check from the party for your initiative. <laughs> we gotta stop stealthing. <laughs> we have to stop that. doing that thing that we've been doing that's been working for us. Uh, it's right. just not as good as perception, okay? Ready. My stealth is better. I rolled well this time. Adria. Adria rolls a 16 for a 22. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Lucia. Lucia gets a natural 20 for a 28. Very well done. Yay! Nice. Cesare. Uh, Cesare rolls a 9 for a 15. Vittoria. Vittoria got a 17 for a 22. All right. Uh, are you or Adria faster? Actually, it doesn't really matter. Just one of you picks. I mean, you can go first. I don't really care. Okay, I'll go All first. Right. Niccolo. Niccolo also rolls a nat 20 for a 27. Boom, <laughs> wow. Boom. All right. That brings us to Kosrani. Who I thought was rolling really well, but turns out not as well as I expected. Combat begins. The Chia Serena. Oh man! All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do a um, a performance check to get some panache. Yeah, do a cool slide across the salty floors. (laughs) I do like a cool like brandishing of my whip, and like I don't know, quip it's showtime or something like that. I don't know. You're not a wit. I am not a wit, it's true. I do have Bon Mott, but it, Bon Mott doesn't give me panache because I took it as a feat. I see. It's against his will DC, so here we go. <laughs> ah, crud. Um, that is an eight for a 16. No. Yeah, so. He is not yeah. impressed. Well, 
Dang it. Do you do some fancy sword play? That's well, okay. whip play. Um, okay, well, nuts. Um, I will go ahead and move forward. Uh, so I'll take a step action to move five feet forward, and then I'm going to whip him. All right. Whip it. Whip it good. <sighs> Dang. Okay, that's a 10 for a 19. A 19 glances off his yeah. armor as your whip cracks like, against the like side of him. He looks like he's pretty heavily armored, so that's a problem. Nicolo. Do we want him in the next room? Yes, please. Are you going to just bull rush him into the next room? <laughs> Nicholas <laughs> strides, first of all, um, toward this guy. All right. Uh, g- getting into melee combat with him. I now uh, will use my second action to shove with athletics. <laughs> cool. All right. That's unfortunate. Uh, I roll a yeah. four for a 13, so I don't think that's going to do it. A 13, this is against his fortitude, DC. Yes. You slam solidly into him. Having never attempted this against a dwarf before, you feel your feet slide back as the squat figure turns towards you. Huh. Give this another go then, Nicolo says, <laughs> surprised. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> Might as well. Um, so with my last action, I will try again. It is a minus five penalty because it is an attack action. So... So I rolled a 15 on the second one, which gets me a 20. I don't think that's going to be a critical success either. It is a success. But it is a success. It is a success, but not a critical success. I believe you move with him, correct? I do. So I push him back five feet. So Nicolo just kind of, you know, taps his feet down. I believe you have regular feet, not uh, not hooves. But you tamper down, dig your heels in before shoving with enough force to send him stumbling back. He looks down. Nods impressed up towards you and brings his shield up into place. All right. From there we go to Vittoria. So were we using lethal against this guy? Was that the agreement That's or are we still question. trying I don't to? Know. Uh, I mean, I just had my whip out. That's why I gave it. I was attacking non-lethally. I think the idea was yes, because this guy's like a cleric, this, but we're not we, We're pretty sure this guy is going to be powerful enough to be life or death. So I think we're going to go full lethal on him and we'll okay. just have to deal with the notoriety. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. Maybe we can knock him out. Like, use lethal up until we knock him out or something. But I don't think holding back is going to serve us well. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. Then um, Vittoria is going to devise a stratagem to start mm, out yes. with. So Very good. D20 on that. Um, Smoker, is- his lung capacity is reduced. He might be bad, <laughs> blah, blah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's some uh, Asmodean, like, attribute that gives him, like, some, you know, immunity to lung, di- lung disease. Anyway, so I devised a stratagem. I rolled a 16 on that. Then Vittoria is going to move the 20 feet forward uh, next to Niccolo. And then I am going to strategic strike and strike upon him using my 16 plus 8 is a 24 to hit. Very well. So you look him over. Having had a couple of seconds to register his response to Lucia, his response to Niccolo ramming into him twice before you rush forward. Quickly analyzing that speed is going to be your advantage as you dive forward, slide underneath his shield, and just bring your weapon up under his shield between the the joint where his breastplate meets his arm, right underneath that soft spot where just the chainmail is. Poke, poke. Yep, so that means I do 2d6 because I get my extra d6 for my strategic stratagem. All right. Strategic strike, sorry. So uh, that is five points total. A solid hit, though, as your blade slices up and cuts into his side. He hisses, registering the first hit so far. Hmm. Adria. 
Adria sees lethal force happening and goes, ah, lethal force. Uh, and then we'll call upon the electricity, violent winds and roiling clouds of a storm to cast Tempest Surge on this guy. That'll All right. Work. Cool. He gets a reflex save. Very well. It is a DC 18. That would be a perfect 20 for a critical success. Boo! Oh. That's sad. Boo. He can take zero damage in that case, which is very sad. Oh. How is this guy good at reflex? He's like a little dwarf guy. Well, he in rolled heavy a perfect armor. 20. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. From Adria, we go to Kosrani. Boo. He'll go ahead and use, because uh, he hadn't pulled his weapon yet, because he didn't know what weapon he needed to use. He'll go ahead and pull out his heavy mace. Yeah. Which is a large, intimidating looking affair. Isn't that mm-hmm. Asmodeus' favorite weapon? Yep. Going with the mace. It's really cool. I'll show you the artwork for it later. Um, Niccolo hasn't actually hit him yet. He's about to get me. He's gonna hurt. Yeah, like you pushed him, but like yeah. Victoria stabbed him. Not yeah. like that much. <laughs> What's five yeah. more than anyone else? Friends. He lashes out at the investigator, his weapon sweeping to the side, feasibly cracking home with a 22. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yes. As you bring your weapon back, there is a bone-crunching impact in your ribs for nine points of damage as it drives you into the wall. Oh, that hurts. He will then bellow out to the Prince of Darkness, heft his weapon, and swing back at... He's really ruining our uh, stealth approach here. Yep. Yeah, he'll swing back (laughs) at Niccolo because he's not going to take the interact action to try to open that door behind him. (laughs) Not that he actually you can just move through it. It just counts as one. I didn't think he needed to. Difficult to run. Well, yeah. he can't step through it. He'd have to use a move uh, action to go back through it. And he doesn't know if you guys have attack of opportunity more, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, or more mm-hmm. allies in the front, for all he knows. Uh, he back swings at Nikolo and actually rolls pretty good for a second attack. Well, that's, that's an eighteen. An eighteen does not hit me. Very well. Yay. So this swings back, slamming into Nikolo's side, but not getting through his armor as it drives you against the door that he just came through. Just Barely, but yeah, it doesn't hit me. <laughs> he then will use his third action to raise his shield as he brings it up into place and tucks. He also bellows intruders back over his shoulder. Bring us to Cesare. Yeah, Cesare's not playing around with a follower of Asmodeus. Nope, that's this guy. Yeah, <laughs> get him. I'm gonna use all three of my actions for a magic missile. Noise. Nice. That Take works. that shield. You begin to chant, yeah. spread your arms. Gesture through the air, extend out a hand. A trio of missiles streak unerringly across the distance. See, now that I've I've watched Castlevania, that's like how I imagine magic is done. Like she oh, does yeah. all the cool like symbols in the air Bing. and stuff, and she does her little you know bullhorn looking things. I don't know, it's just cool. Uh, I do seven points of damage. Ouch! Nice. A trio of missiles slices into him as it drives him back. <sighs> Spellcasters. You'll soon be able to say hello to your dark prince personally. Well, one of us will. From there we go to the CCCG. Collectible card game squad. (laughs) (laughs) The collectible card game squad. Are they playing Yu-Gi-Oh? I hope they're playing Yu-Gi-Oh. They'd be so much friendlier. I summon dark magician in attack mode. You triggered my trap card. <laughs> I have a, what is it? Two eyes, white dragon or something? Blue eyes. Blue eyes, Sorry, blue eyes, white that dragon. that was super nerdy of me, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there with you, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the first one leaps to his feet, rushes across the distance, throws open the door, 
Oh, neat. Oh, neat. <laughs> Look at him there. The I got something. next ones also rush for drawing their weapons as they do so. The last one, who is actually standing, doesn't need to stand up, but he's also the furthest away. As the four of them come rushing forward, these wearing armor and having weapons at the ready Boo. as they come rushing towards you. All right. Kasrani looks over his shoulder, looks up towards Nicolo, and grins. It looks like the odds are even now, son. <laughs> Bringing us to Lucia. All right. Uh, now that I can see these guys, I'm going to attempt to get some panache off them instead of... <laughs> nice. Those guys look easy to impress. <laughs> they seem like they're a little less willful than this priest. Here we go. Performance check for fascinating performance. Ooh, that was nice. I roll a 17, which gets me a 25 against their will DC. A 25 is a critical success. Hey, hey. so the, one, the first one there uh, in line is actually fascinated for one round. He's like, oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> Look at her whip and her little mask over her face. So secretive and mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked him head over heels, I guess. Uh, so let me go ahead and give myself some panache. Where's my panache? There it is. I currently am panached. Very well. Okay. And then she will step up behind uh, Niccolo and whip the, uh, take a whip out at uh, our cleric here. Bad boy. unfortunately... I'd have to get like base to base with those guys. And I'd, yeah, don't know. Okay. I would like that square in front of that guy. Yeah, I kind of figured you would. So, um, all right, here we go. I'm gonna whip this guy. Sweet, because I rolled a 19. Rolling really well for some reason for a 28 hmm. to hit this man. A 28 will hit, but will not critical. Ah, hey, you know what? I'll take the hit. You know what? He'll go ahead and use his reaction and shield block. Yeah. Okay. At least I ate the damage. shield block for somebody else now. Well, I mean, so. you still need to roll still your damage because it might still get through. Oh, okay. It uh, might damage his shield. And that would be great. Yeah. Okay, so that is four points of the regular damage and two precision damage for a so total six of points six. of damage. Yes. So it does lightly mar the inverted pentagram on the front of his shield as your whip cracks across the surface. And it does hurt him a bit, too. Yep. Hey... Very slightly injuring him as it cracks over the top of it. Uh, that also immediately ends the fascinate effect because you did a hostile action against that person or one of his allies. Yeah. He's like, oh, who's this beautiful woman? Oh, wait, no, she's killing oh, wait, my guy. Oh, wait, she's hurting me. Yeah, <laughs> She's hurting the boss. I didn't, really, so no. I didn't really care about the fascinate. I just wanted the panache. <laughs> From Lucia, we go to Nicolo. Nicolo nods in respect and then reaches down toward the dwarf's legs to try to pull them out from under him. I will attempt <laughs> to trip him. Nice. Wheelbarrow him. Wheelbarrow him God, back. I am rolling awful him. today. Three for a 12 against his reflex DC. Oh, oh, really weird uh, dude. Yeah. fight. Yeah, unfortunately, a 12 will not beat this dwarf's reflex does DC. It, <laughs> does it critically fail? I do need to know that. Uh, it does not critically fail. Okay. I guess for the second try, then, I will go on ahead and use my assurance. So that way I get basically a 16 against his reflex DC. All right. You just kind of recenter yourself, go back to your training, try diving back in, and bounce off of the dwarf. Oh my god. He's a god. freaking dwarf. He's got probably racial bonuses against these things. Mm. Dwarves are weird, heavy. Just hit him, man. Just hit that man. Well, yeah, it's just that I'm trying to get it to where I can actually do sneak attack damage, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although maybe he's not a priest at all. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he's a fighter. Yeah, it's not spellcast yet. He did have so. shield block. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to pull my Morningstar as the last action. That's what I'm going to do. Out comes the Morningstar, bringing us from there to 
Vittoria Scordato. Uh, Vittoria is going to hold her ground where she's at the moment. Uh, I will go ahead and devise another stratagem. Let's see how that roll goes. Not a great roll. I am going to choose not to use it because I only rolled a nine. So I'm just going to try to strike normally now. Okay. I rolled a natural one. Ouch. <laughs> you have a third action remaining. I will try one last time. That's a seven. So I think uh, Vittoria is just not doing well this round. <laughs> yeah. Probably gasping, having the air knocked out of her by this yeah. guy's heavy mace. Watching Nicolo slam into this like, Nicolo wrestled an alligator. How is this dwarf <laughs> not? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Well, Adria. Adria takes a deep breath. because She's about to do something stupid. <laughs> oh, Lord. And runs to the square in front of Vittoria on the way saying, you okay, honey? Very well. So, Adria, you rush forward, standing next to uh, Kosrati in front of Vittoria. I don't love this. Um, Adria stomps on the ground and casts Shockwave and a 15-foot cone out from in front of her, which should hit all of these Chelish citizen groups. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. Uh, they get a reflex save, DC 18. All right. Dang, that literally hits all of them. Bravo. They were yeah, in the perfect well, formation, well y'all. I was like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime formation. What did you say the DC was? 18. Uh, so two of them succeed, one of them fails, one of them critically fails, if it matters. All right, the ones that succeeded are flat-footed until their next turn. The ones that failed are prone. The ones that critically fail are prone and take six points of damage from falling down. <laughs> As nice. the ones so that fail right on fall the tailbone. Yep. Very well. Aha. One All of right. them just like grabbing his butt going, ah! I am greatly pleased. I'm a trick back. I rolled max damage, how nice is that? Very nice. Cool. So you rush forward, send out this shaking wave as dust falls from the surrounding or from the ceiling, mm -hmm. bringing us to Kosrani. Hey. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. there's a spellcaster right here. What's up, homie? I really need to pick up a shield sometime. Anyway, because <laughs> I have shield block and stuff. Shields. That's druid. Yeah, there's a spellcaster in reach. Um, he's gonna dive to the attack. Uh oh. He lashes out with a 19. That will hit me. Oh, there's a result on this dice other than nine. That's eight points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't up, so that's Better than nice. nine. Adrian and Vittoria both look lightly armored, correct? I believe so, yes. yes. And so does Nicolo, although he missed that swing that you took. No, Nicolo wears heavy armor, I believe. Uh, I wear or medium. medium. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. He's not in half plate like your dwarf friend here. Yeah. Mm. Maybe if you kill this dwarf and take his half plate. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll fit you a little, a little weird. A little light resizing. It'll be like a little uh, crop top armor. <laughs> we oh all my. know in Pathfinder land, medium armor somehow fits all medium sized features. Yes, without resizing. <laughs> Actually, in 2E, uh, medium or small armor fits all medium because there's not an armor difference. Yeah. Uh, Don't ask true, how yeah. it works. Kosrani uh, will go ahead and swing at... You know what? All of his other guys can get to Adria. Although one of them's prone. The one in front of her. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take another swing at Adria. Ooh. That is an 18 to hit. Ah, that'll hit barely. Mm. Yikes. Gotta get a shield. That's on my shopping mm, uh, list. That was Jordan's comment. Uh, so yeah, apparently there's a higher number on that. It's an 11. <laughs> All right. Ooh. So Ooh. as the base begins to slam hammering you down. All right, I ended up a little worse than I would have been, but it's fine. He will go ahead and use his final action to raise the shield. 
Ah, this guy in his shield. Cesare Nightblow. Uh, the Raven, I'm going to need a little bit of your power. Okay. Do you then headbutt you? <laughs> All right, I'm going to use magic Drain headbutt. Familiar and then Magic Missile this guy for another three freaking <laughs> missiles, man. Get him, boom, nice. boom. Oh, Very nice. Boom, Chant boom. and Tone, extend a hand. A trio of shards burst from your fingertips and soars across the distance. Ooh, I do 12 points of damage. Your missile slicing like past Asmodeans. Niccolo before unerringly <laughs> slicing into your target. This is what unites us all. We don't like Asmodeans. Pretty much, yeah. Raven, do we care about the lives of the flunkies? <laughs> I don't know. Do you flunkies have names? <laughs> I'm Bob. <laughs> this is Herbert. Yes. Yes. I'm Brad. <laughs> Very <laughs> non-Shalaxian names for these flunkies. <laughs> oh, and right, that's Victoria. Giovanni, Luca, and... Peter, I don't know. Pietro. 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 No, we got a Pietro. Oh. Oh yeah, Pietro. My name is also Pietro. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of Pietro. More than one here. person can have the name. All three. There's all three of us are named Giovanni. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and and Luigi, Luigi, the green one. It's a Luigi. Like <laughs> my brother, Luigi. Wario. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. And Waluigi. Doesn't, doesn't Waluigi wear blue? Don't we have all no, the purple? No, he wears purple. Oh, so we have the four colors. Okay, it's Mario, Luigi. Yeah, Wario and Wario and, yeah. and there, there, I'll change Waluigi. him to yellow so that he's Wario. There you go. <laughs> yes. Why are they on the same side? Who knows? It's like Mario Tennis. Yep, mm. it's exactly like Mario Tennis. It's a doubles game we've interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> the dwarf's the referee. I, I love that they're, that they're using their maces for, for tennis now. <laughs> Hardcore. From Cesare, we go to the Chelsea Citizens group. The first one will use his first action to stand up from prone. Yeah, I got nothing uh, for you. You can punch you him. You will then. I don't have a, an attack of opportunity. Oh, that's right. You need an attack. I just wanted to there. hurt all of them at once, and it, it kind of worked. I hurt. You'll one then of them. swing out at Adria. Ow. I mean, you did eat one of his actions. Hmm. Uh, lashing out with a seventeen. That's on the nose. I hate them. Ah. Uh oh, I feel like Adria's going down. Cesare's about to start just lightning bolting these. Words Rick will make a sword swing if I say. Let's see how hard. Cracking his light mace into Adria's side for four points of damage. Okay, I'm not dead. I'm not dead yet, y'all. I'm not dead yet. I'll go ahead and swing again with his agile light mace. I'm not looking uh -oh. great, but I'm not dead. That's what I'm saying. That's a critical failure. I don't know if that oh. does anything for you. I wish I had something like I could bite him or something. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> character. I don't know, uh, I so the flat footed effect from your shockwave, how long does that last? Flat-footed until the start of its next turn. So it will not be okay. flat-footed anymore. Yeah, because I didn't know if the prone ones need to be flat-footed once they stood up, if it was an aftershock uh, factor or something. I didn't say that. No, it looks like, yeah, you're right. Start of the next turn. Next turn. So this one stumbles his way forward, uh, hefts and swings at Adria. Okay, now I might be on the ground. 19. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, I might be on the ground, y'all. Slamming you for six points of damage. Oh, yeah, I'm on the ground for sure. Uh, as Adria gets struck again and again before falling. Yeah. Ah, that may not have been worth the... Uh, I don't know, it was pretty fun, though. The thing. I mean, it was fun. Sometimes but... you just gotta have fun. Very well. Raven in the background will be the one that goes, Adria, no! <laughs> I think I'm going to start killing these people, Raven. I think Adria's ghost agrees. <laughs> You're not You're dead! You're not dead! <laughs> not yet. Well, I'm unconscious. I, I'm doing that thing in Supernatural where Dean can look at his own body. Anyway. <laughs> She's not dead, so at the moment it's like that's not good, but at the very least, you know, we can still save her. All right. You can share space with a prone creature if that creature is willing, unconscious, or dead. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh -oh. the next one in line <laughs> moves go. forward, stepping on top what of... What happens uh, when I'm awake? If 
prone. Creature can't stand up while someone else occupies its space, but it can crawl into a space where it's able to stand. Or can attempt I? to shove the other creature out of its square. That feels fun. <laughs> Great. So this one moves forward and hefts swinging out at Vittoria. That is a 20. Yeah. Hmm. Striking Vittoria for four points of damage. He follows that up with an 11. No. All right. And the last one who broke his tailbone winces, <laughs> kind of shuffles awkwardly up to his feet, still kind of hunched over. There's nothing you can do about a coccyx fracture. You just got to wait it out to Suffer. Heal. Very well. <laughs> with one hand on his rear, he shuffles his way forward, hefting up his <laughs> light mace. <laughs> Bring us to Lucia. Lucia, Lucia like, uh, doesn't shout out Adria, but I don't remember what Adria's code Magpie. name is. Magpie, no! And then she looks like with anger in her eyes and she slap, like slaps that whip out at uh, the dwarf's face. Coast Ronnie, all right. Coast Ronnie, Eat sure. Eat those, those reactions. Because I'm going to have to crawl if I ever get Ooh, to be alive. A perfect 20, which he's probably going to block. A perfect 20 matter. will automatically hit your target. You will go ahead and chill block. That's fine. It is a critical. Okay, so that is... Is a perfect 20 still an automatic critical? A perfect 20 is an automatic critical as long as it would normally hit. Okay. Since Which this was his first attack in the round, I'm sure... What did you get? Uh, 29 20? would have been my Okay, yeah. I was... Second edition sometimes is still a little foggy, especially jumping back and forth between the two systems, so... Yeah, if she was using her third attack and rolled a perfect 20, it would still be a hit, but it wouldn't be a critical. Okay. Because a perfect 20 just means that it takes it one step higher. Mm. So a hit becomes a critical hit, a miss becomes a hit... Okay. You a uh, critical miss high. becomes a miss. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I rolled five, so that is ten. Does my precision damage double? Uh, yes, everything doubles in second edition. Sweet. Okay, so that is five, seven, so that's 14 points of damage. That's really good. Mm. A solid hit. You break his dang shield? No. The shield gains has gone through its break threshold. It is hey! not broken, or is not destroyed, but it is broken as good. your whip slaps forward, cracks through the top of the shield, strikes the dwarf behind it, nearly blinding him in one eye as <laughs> blood splatters down the side That's of his face. That's a good face. weapon for you. Sweet, apparently, yeah. Uh, Can you get then, a whip dagger? Here's a rope dart. Yeah. Oh, rope dart? Uh, no, <laughs> and then he's triggered my trap card. I'm going to confident finisher him. <laughs> All right. All right. So the best part about this is it has a failure condition, but still does damage even if I fail to hit him. So that's nice. That's weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I roll a 15. That is thus a, oh gosh, uh, 19. My brain turned off. A 19 is a miss, but you still do half of your precision damage since okay. you are using your confident finisher. You shave off part of his beard and it hurts him <laughs> mentally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would do 10 points, uh, which is five points to him. Very Excellent. well. And then with my third action, I will uh, flourish my whip, attempting to get panache by doing a fascinating performance on, um, I guess, the one in the back middle. So Waluigi by our naming scheme. Wait, no, was Waluigi in front? Yeah. Waluigi's Wa yellow. Okay, sorry. Okay, yes. No, Waluigi is purple. Oh, Wario Wario is yellow. Yellow. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, Wario is yellow. Okay, so I'm I think Wario I actually have to target Wario because I can't, I can't do that to the same person within the same uh, hour. Oh, okay, like so yeah, it would be Wario. Um, so yeah, now the current leader of the, of the pack, Wario, um, and I will do Very a well. performance check against his will DC. Don't sue us, Nintendo. I roll terribly. Um, <laughs> I roll a four, um, which gets me a, where's my performance? Uh, 12 against their will DC, unless their will is trash. It's not gonna work. 
Well, their will is trash, but not that trash. So, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna. He just looks over, that. sees you do the whole thing. He's like, eh, I've seen better. Bah. I'm more of a fire dancer person than a whip dancer. Sorry. <laughs> Come back when you have one of those cool. Uh, what are they? Like boy or something like the B O I like fire? Yeah, fire boy. Ah, uh, you know it's worth a shot. From sure. Lucia, we go to Nicolo. At least I did some damage to the guys. So there's that something. was good. You broke a shield too. I know. Take that. Yep. I would like to roll above a three. Uh, well, please kill this man. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's the problem. Is even if I was like trying to hit him, I still would have missed every time. Um, let's try to trip him. I guess we'll start with his that. AC is hecka high. Yeah, I'm hoping that a his reflex save is still lower than his AC, and b I get plus two more to hit on athletics. All right, uh, roll a ten, so that's a nineteen against his reflex DC. A 19 beats his reflex DC Yay! as you dive into the attack again. All right. Trip him. So he's yep. on the ground. Again, he's stumbling back from that whip hit that's like blinded his left <laughs> eye. And you just go in on that side, slam into the side of his leg and send him finally tumbling as he slams down next to Adria. Who I'll bring softly the... laughs as she, you know, drifts in and out of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind he that while he's prone, he also gets a minus two to hit things, so. Yep. Woohoo. Alright. I will uh try to try to strike then with the morning star. Let's go. Uh yeah, that's a five, so that is a total of a seven. I don't think that's gonna do it. A seven will not strike your target. Good news is he doesn't have a reaction to potentially strike back at you, so there's that. That's true. I'll try one last strike. We'll see if I roll high, basically, because I'm going to have to. Okay. Nope, I roll a two. I was going to so, say, if you're like me, you would need a perfect 20 to hit him <laughs> with your third strike. Yeah. yeah. So you try so, your best to hammer down, even with that shield splintered to the point that it's no longer usable, and even as he's trying to get up to his feet, his armor is so thick. Can't wait As you just, there's this the resounding boy. hammering sound of you bashing into the back of his breastplate. Victoria. <laughs> so, because again, we're still learning the system. Can I grab Adria, drag her back, and then do battle medicine? I know you can grab her. You use half of their bulk when you're dragging them, basically. Um, so that matters for how much you can actually carry. Uh, you can mm -hmm. actually drag them otherwise at the same speed, though you do have to use both hands while you're doing so. Okay, so I'm just going to battle medicine or where she's at then. Okay. Okay. It's going to get weird. Just because I want to make sure I succeed, I'm going to stick with the 15. Okay. Mm. Yeah, that's safe. Ah, I should have gone for the higher. Uh, oh, well. Uh, I rolled a 17 for a 24. Ah, oh, it's almost a critical. Oh, almost, it's almost a critical. That almost. is a success, which will means you do lean down and quickly bandage her up for 2d8 points of healing. Yeah, you get six. Ouch! I mean, yes, it's better than nothing, but ouch. And that also removes your wounded condition. Yes, that is good. Which is good. Now the weird part uh, of where do you get shunted to? But my battle medicine is just one attack. Yeah, you have two actions action. left. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to devise a stratagem. All right, against the... Thug in front of you or against Kosrani? Kosrani is prone. Kosrani. I'm, I'm going to go with Kosrani. This guy is clearly <laughs> um, the biggest threat. Is this guy. Oh, he's yes. on the ground next to me. That's uh, wicked. <laughs> you open your okay. eyes and your eyes lock with him and you're just like, what are you doing down here? <laughs> uh, and I rolled a 15. Uh, so, yeah, I'll use the 15. 
So with my short sword plus eight, that gives me a 23. Oh, yeah. That's a good so, one. So, yeah, basically, like, you lean down, begin to bandage up Adria with one hand, kind of staunch the bleeding as she, you know, literally looks up. Ghost Ronnie, like, lashes out with his mace in your direction, at which point you're like, no! And then stab down. That's <laughs> 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 so, so I get my 2d6. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did roll max damage on one of the dice, so that'd be another eight points of damage to him. Very well. So as you bandage her up, you lash back out at Kosrani. Your sword almost unintentionally slips, hits his chest guard, slides up into his throat. Nice. As he gurgles through his bloody beard before slumping back to the ground. Oh, good. <laughs> as Nikolo's like, and I helped. Yeah, <laughs> I barely did yeah. anything. But yeah, and I helped. Poor, poor Nikolo. He tried yeah. real hard. That brings us to Cesare Nightbloom. Kill that. Yeah, Cesare is real trying to kill his freaking friends. He called us his friends. <laughs> well, himself. at least Heather did. <laughs> Cesare's first action is to move up a little bit. Am, am I am I going to be the annoying voice of reason that thinks that maybe we shouldn't kill the citizens group because they could... They won't die from a little electrocution. Um, they might. Cesare is going to cast mm-hmm. electric arc between the two in front of Vittoria. Waluigi and, and what, Wario? Wario. <laughs> yes. The Waz. They get a uh, reflex save DC 18. All right. Let's see what they can do. All right. It looks like the front one does manage a 22. The s- mm-hmm. second one, the one behind him, not threatened by uh, the front group, is nine. Oh, he almost crit failed. Okay, he does yeah, a crit fail, which means you probably don't kill him. <laughs> All right, so I rolled a three, so I do seven points of electricity damage to the one that failed, and I guess three to the one that succeeded. Yep. If it's a basic save, yes. Yes. So yeah, a bolt of electricity streams over Adria's head as the guy's like standing on top of her, trying to like slam down at Vittoria, who is somehow still able to do battle medicine since this guy can't take a tax of opportunity over this person. <laughs> it's under. I'm under his legs. It's yep. fine. The air fills with the arid stench of ozone, bringing us to Adria. Can Adria, like, spend an action to just move behind Vittoria? Uh, no, to you currently are crawling. So okay. you can you can choose to crawl behind Vittoria. Keep in mind, each crawl action is five feet. So you would have to crawl twice to get behind Vittoria. Yes, but I don't want to be the front line against these guys when they go next. Yeah, yeah I, no, I mean, I that's. I'm not saying don't okay. do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just saying, gonna, can I you know. shove this guy that's on me off me? You can also choose to shove. Let me just shove this guy. Let's start there. I have athletics. I just got that trained. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a single action. A 21 to shove this guy. I rolled a 16. Oh, nice. Against his fortitude DC, a 21 is a success. It's not a critical success, but you can choose to shove him in five feet. Oh, that's all you needed. Uh, so I shove him in front of Nico. So yeah, you basically just like grab onto his leg and toss him off to the side as he stumbles over the dwarven body <laughs> right in front of Nicolo. And then I uh, get up and walk behind Vittoria. That is my entire turn. <laughs> Very well. Yeah. It's a good turn. From there, we go to the Chill Citizens group. Ah, these guys. There is a long pregnant pause as they look down and then turn and take off running after watching their boss fall. Shoot. Jeez. We need to hurry. Suppose there's a long glance between one another. You hear nearby a hammering on the door that is barred behind you. 
And we'll pick it up here next time. Cesare steps over and slides the thing open because he's well, right there. Cesare magic missiles the door. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It could have been a mimic. I'm out of those. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>